My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this, the 22nd day of January 2022. Coming to you from Central Virginia area. Today, folks, is National Blonde Brownie Day. Some of you probably are familiar with that. They're like brownies with a butterscotch kind of base to it. National Blonde Brownie Day. I don't have any in the house, and I'm probably not going to go out and buy any because I'm trying to stay out of stores as much as possible. But if you have them, uh, you know, Take advantage of that today and celebrate National Blonde Brownie Day. I'd be happier if it was just plain old Brownie Day, but that's just me. We got a whole bunch of cruise ships sailing from North America ports this weekend. As you know, on Saturdays, I normally do Saturday and Sunday schedules. So here's what's going to happen. Down in Port Canaveral, we got Carnival Elation, the Mardi Gras, Disney Fantasy, West Palm Beach. We've got Grand Classica. You know, that's going to be the Margaritaville Paradise in April. From Port Everglades, that's Fort Lauderdale. We've got the Regal Princess Sailing, Celebrity Apex, Sky Princess, Allure of the Seas. Miami, we've got Disney uh, Magic, the MSC Seashore. I'll be on that in about, uh, what's that, eight days, seven days, something like that. Carnival Horizon, Oceana Serena. From Tampa, we got Brilliance of the Seas. That's going to be our grouped cruise to uh, from Athens, Greece in 2023. Uh, Galveston, we've got Carnival Breeze and Carnival Vista. From Los Angeles, Long Beach, the Panorama. Los Angeles, San Pedro, Majestic Princess. And tomorrow, that's the 23rd of January in Baltimore, we've got the Legend, Carnival Legend. Port Canaveral, we've got Harmony of the Seas, Carnival Magic, MSC Meraviglia. West Palm Beach, we've got Sea Dream 2 sailing tomorrow. Port Everglades, the Rotterdam, Odyssey of the Sea, Celebrity Edge, Caribbean Princess, and New Staten Dam from Miami, Oasis of the Seas, Carnival Freedom, 
Norwegian Encore as MariQuest, Seven Seas Mariner from Tampa, Carnival Pride, Galveston, Carnival Dream, and Liberty of the Seas, and from Long Beach, Carnival Miracle. How's that for a busy weekend? That's awesome with the restart of cruising in North America. Today's headlines, which we'll get to after my special guest, from Hong Kong and Miami, arrest warrant for the Crystal Symphony? An arrest warrant for a boat? Get out. From Port Canaveral, we got the Carnival uh, Keeps Their Protocols, adds Verify. From Rostock, Germany, Aida Luna cruises canceled. Back in Miami, tightened mask policy for Royal Caribbean extended. And a whole lot more live here at 11 on Travel and Cruise Industry News, live and podcast. If you're interested and you listen to podcasts, you can always access today's podcast on my blog, accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcasts like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, all you have to do is search for travel and cruise industry news and you'll come up with the old fat travel guy. All right. My special guest today is Lauren of all trades, a uh, cruise agent, a writer, a blogger, blogger, a YouTuber. I actually found Lauren originally on cruiseradio.net when she posted the first article that I saw on Shaq's Big Chicken. We've talked about Shaq's Big Chicken several times on this show. And that was, of course, on the Mardi Gras. She quickly followed that up with an article on the Bolt roller coaster. With no further ado, let me introduce my special guest for today, Lauren of all trades. Lauren, welcome to Chili Chats. How are you this morning? Good. Thanks for having me. All right. Let's talk, first of all, just to explain all transparency. I discovered your, your writing on Cruise Radio, which mm -hmm. I followed Doug, Doug Parker and have for a long time. That's one of the places that I research daily for cruise news items. Mm -hmm. I saw you on there and you were, every time I've seen your articles, it said guest post. And I'm thinking, wow, is she a staff writer for them? But they would give her a byline. And I wasn't sure how that worked. How does that work with somebody like cruise radio? Uh, well, so like a few years ago now, uh, well, I had been writing in my blog about cruises because I just, write about kind of what I'm doing in my life on my blog. It's not anything specific. And I was, I posted some of my articles in miscellaneous Facebook cruise groups and Doug Parker must've seen one or more of them and liked my writing and just asked me if I would write some articles for him. And I said, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and he, like, uh, I got paid by the article. So it's like on a kind of a contract basis. And just anything that I experienced that wasn't already on cruiseradio.net that I wanted to write about, uh, I just like let him, I said, can I write about this? And he would say, usually yes. <laughs> um, I don't think he's ever said no, but um, there's just been a couple ideas I couldn't really fully flesh out and that I didn't end up doing them. And yes, yeah, so I got paid per article and um, 
yeah, that's kind of just how I got hooked up. Do you have a journalism background? I haven't even asked that, so I don't know. I don't. Um, I did study video production. Uh, television is my my passion. And I like to disclaim that, that I like scripted television, which I think is um, like people look down on people who love television because it's not reading. Um, and even movies get more credit than television does. I do watch scripted television, which people put hard work into writing those scripts. And so there is writing there. Uh, that's my little disclaimer. Uh, but yeah, I love I love watching television. So I studied video production in college. Um, but I just kind of like always liked writing. I've had teachers tell me that I was a good writer. It's just not something that I that I would really do professionally. I'm a terrible writer, and that's something that I work hard at. I can run my mouth okay, but I have <laughs> trouble getting it out of a pen or out of a keyboard. All right. Let's go back to Shaq's Big Chicken. Okay. That was a, just an absolutely wonderful piece introducing <laughs> me to Shaq's, Shaq's Big Chicken, and it has me dying to get on a ship to be able to try it. Tell me about Shaq's Big Chicken. Yeah, I was excited for Shaq's uh, just because it was an, it's something different, like totally different from what Carnival was offering or what most, well, I've only been on Royal Caribbean and Norwegian other than Carnival, but I've mostly been a Carnival. And it's some totally different than you have, than you can get on any other ship. It, it is particularly for something that is like window service, which is nice and fast. You grab it, you eat it, you keep going on with your day. Uh, and it was, comp it's complimentary and that'll stay that way for sure because of how it's set up. Um, it was just, yeah, I love fried chicken. And so I was really looking forward to that. So we went there on day one and also to make sure that like I was able to, um, I, I did start, I started my YouTube channel not that long ago. And that was one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I made a video about and got onto my channel while I was still on board. Um, I did spend a good amount of time on my first, my first cruise on the Mardi Gras because I had a second one booked um, all, also in the fall, this past fall. Uh, so <laughs> made a commitment to spend time um, editing and posting videos. But yeah, so we went there on day one and what we were, I was really excited about was that they offered dark meat, but then every time that I asked for it, they said, oh, it's going to be seven or eight, seven to 10 minutes. And so that part was, was a little bit disappointing. It seems like they didn't keep it ready to go. And it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy where like, well, nobody, nobody's eating the dark meat. Like, okay, but you make me wait seven to 10 minutes. So if I ask for it, so I'm probably just going to opt for the white meat because that's the whole point of this, like walk up, get it and go. So I do wish that they just have dark meat prepared. It was really good. Um, and I, I recommend it more on some sandwiches than others because there's one sandwich in particular. I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but there's one that has cheese and greasy sauce. And it was just a little bit overly fatty once you added dark meat to it. But everything else, the dark meat went well with. Um, I just like dark meat in general. It was my preference. Um, the white meat was also very good. I got chicken tenders a number of times. The fries were really different. They were like really thin. Like they kind of look like steak fries because they're wide, but then they're super thin. So they, they're still crispy. And um, uh, I liked all the, all the sauces. They had a barbecue. Uh, the buffalo was kind of like a Texas Pete buffalo. And then some like ranchy ranch stuff as well. 
So I, my, I, my preference is barbecue and all, everything went really well with that. Um, staff was great. And yeah, I, I really didn't have any complaints except for the, the lack of readily available dark meat. I do wonder if that will change when they're like at full capacity, which we haven't had yet. Um, right. And they just, you know, there's going to be more people because it was very rare that there was a long line, but I was sailing at maybe 40%, 60% capacity. Yeah. Had they started uh, doing breakfast at Shacks on those first couple of sailings? Yes, uh, they were doing breakfast. <laughs> there were some other places that they had promised breakfast that had already been canceled by the third sailing. I was on the third sailing. Um, they were supposed to have breakfast at Guy's Burger, which I was excited for because that sounded new and different. And they're supposed to, they did have breakfast at La Cucina, not La Cucina, that's on Norwegian, <laughs> Cucina del Capitano. They did have breakfast there, but they had advertised um, that they were gonna have some more like Italian type breakfast items. And by the time we were sailing, those items were gone. So maybe the first and second sailings got them. No one ordered them. They didn't advertise them outside of Facebook. And not everyone's on Facebook. Like, so that was disappointing. But yes, yeah, so guys, uh, Shaxx did have breakfast. Uh, I tried the omelet. That was re really boring. <laughs> because they, they don't offer you to add any toppings to it. It's just a cheese omelet. And okay. um, the breakfast sandwiches were really good, though. Um, those, those I would recommend. I'm going to have trouble. My history is I get my breakfast in the buffet. I go, I love the buffet breakfast on a cruise ship. Yeah. My, my main thing. I never, I rarely go to the dining room dinner. I'm usually in the main dining room instead of yeah. the specialty restaurants. That's just the way I started. You know, sure. I started cruising a hundred years ago, maybe not quite that long, but <laughs> you know, in the seventies. So, all yeah. right. Yeah, so well, much for food because you're going to have me starving. Guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually usually make it to breakfast in the dining room either because I wake up late. I don't usually make it up out of bed, out of the cabin for breakfast, but they serve breakfast later into the day at Shack's. So that, and I mean, you know, I was, like I said, I was making a video, so I made a point to go get the food and try it. <laughs> so, now see, I'm an early riser. <laughs> I'm usually in the buffet before they're open, <laughs> they have coffee. So I go get a cup of coffee. Yes. I set up, up at the table. I get my laptop. I get my phone, whatever I'm using. And I work for a couple hours. Um, so that's mm -hmm. that's been my history the, the last few cruises once uh, once I really got into the content creation yeah. area. All right. The next thing I saw you uh, write about was the bolt. Oh. You got on the roller coaster. I did. I was so Tell excited. Me about it. I was so excited for Bolt when it was announced. And I don't know if I misread something or just made an assumption because of the sky uh skyride on Vista class. I assumed it was gonna be free, and I was very disappointed to find out that it cost thirty dollars per person per ride. Um I was I was <laughs> I'm a very cheap person. And I, I, I try not to spend money on on things outside of uh, we, I always get sushi because their sushi is amazing. You can get a little bit yeah. and not spend too much. Um, and then like a couple of drinks, but generally don't spend extra money on cruises aside from the automatic gratuities and what I've already paid. So 
I really was like, I'm going to boycott this. And then I felt like if I want to make a video about it, I have to go on it. Right. So that was really, and it, you know, it did sound like fun. It looked like fun. Um, the other disappointment, which has been rectified was that on board or shortly before boarding, we found out that they were doing, um, that $30 ride only got you one go around the track. Whereas I previously had been told by John Heald, carnival guy, that it was two rides or two, two laps. Uh, so in the introductory fate, like those first few cruises, the inaugural cruises, they were just, it was a brand new technology, not technology, but it was a brand new thing. There's like, you know, salt in the air. There was, you know, how, how is it going to fare being at sea with the wind, passengers. So they were doing one lap and the intention was always to get it up to two laps. And I, I understand that it is now too, um, that they have determined that they, that the ship can handle it. Um, actually, when we were on board, we managed to meet the engineer of the company that designed and built the roller coaster and, um, and like chatted with him and found out a lot of technical stuff that I didn't expect to come off the ship knowing. And basically he, he explained all of that. Like the reason why they were doing only one, one lap at the beginning, it was that they can only store so many spare parts on board because that trip around the track, those parts get worn out and faster because of the, uh, probably because of the, you know, the, the, the salt in the air because of the ocean. Um, I might be misquoting him, but, uh, yeah, they can only store so many parts. So they had to make sure that they can get everybody who wants to go on to be able to go on before they started doing two laps. And just cause they don't want to be like, it's shut down cause we can't replace this, this belt or something. So, um, yes. Now on, on <laughs> land, do you, do you ride roller coasters? Oh, I love roller coasters. Oh that was why God. I was so excited. I am, I like, I grew up in New Jersey and so Six Flags was my jam. Um, I live in Pennsylvania now. I still like Six Flags better than Hershey Park. Uh, I love that Disney and Universal have added roller coasters because I like those rides better than like the video rides. Like those are fun too, but I love roller coasters. So uh, that's why it was like heartbreaking to find out how much it costs and that it would cost me $60 for two people. If it was $30 for two, that would have been a little bit easier to wrap my head around, but it was $60. Is it really roller coastery and dipping down and back up where you lose your stomach? And Not too much. Uh, so they didn't, it doesn't go up and upside down. Um, right. That would be hard. That would be a lot harder. It would need a lot more space. Um, and, but it does, it does dip down. It does a kind of a corkscrew that gives you some G forces and it does go fast. It goes faster than it looks. Standing underneath, I, I was feeling like that's not going very fast, but everyone's screaming. And, you know, I did commit to going on it. And it took a few tries, actually, because so you have to make a reservation and your account is charged when you make the reservation. And you have up until I want to say 30 minutes before the, the app will tell you um, you do it in, in the hub app. It. Uh, you have up until a certain amount of time before your reservation that you can cancel if you change your mind and then you get refunded. But you, they'll also cancel your reservation if the wind conditions or the weather aren't good because the ship's already moving. That's adding and then you know, that's causing a wind. Plus there's wind on top of that that's just occurring. 
And so there's a maximum wind speed. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, there's a maximum wind speed that they have to shut, they can't run it. So I think three times, maybe not three. We, I wanted to do it while we were sailing. So I only booked it, I guess we did try, I tried three times on the first sea day and then tried to do it after the two port days, like once we were sailing again, and then finally got it, I think the third port day, once it was sailing again, something. Uh, we were kind of cutting it close because I wasn't willing to do it when we weren't sailing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so you're not guaranteed your time, apparently. Um, I don't know if any adjustments have been made for that, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I did really enjoy it. And if they like cut the cost by half, I would probably say I'd do it every time, but I'm not sure. You know, I just, matter of fact, it happened to be on, on uh, Mr. Parker's uh, podcast yesterday, which is one of the things that I, I don't oh, yeah. listen to it all the time, but when I have a few minutes, I might catch it. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that they said yesterday was, it's not the carnival Mardi Gras. It's just Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I've always called it the carnival Mardi Gras. I've been very careful. Why? I've been very careful to call it carnivals, apostrophe S, Mardi Gras, to make sure carnival is still in titles and in text. Yeah, that is. So that's if you're ever like looking, like if you're on their booking site or... I don't know where else, but if you're, you're like going through the list, that's why it falls at the bottom because it doesn't start with Carnival. It's alphabetically last. I never knew <laughs> that. So there's two ships out there that don't use the company name. Pride of America, which is Norwegian and Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the Mardi Gras. Well, I've yeah. learned something new every day. That's fabulous. I don't know. I assume the reason they did that is just because the original Mardi Gras was not called yeah. Carnival Mardi Gras. By the way, I sailed on the original Mardi Gras. I can jealous in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, I technically couldn't have, but I'm still jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous um, of anyone who cruised before they were an adult because I had to work very hard and spend a lot of money and time to be platinum. And there are these children that are very small who just are given it, and I'm very jealous of them. And I'm like, I wish my parents cruised with me. You are primarily a carnival gal. Yes. I was primarily up until the last, let's say, 10 years. I was a carnival guy. Mm -hmm. Why are you a carnival gal? I, it's hard to say. Um, I mean, I can kind of articulate it. And I, I guess I have theories. Uh, I guess it. I think that it I, I took a marketing class for reasons. And I had to do this project. And I was like, you know, write about what you know. So I was like, all right, I'm going to talk about I'm going to research cruises because I also had access to like branding information because I'm a travel agent. So I had like inside access to their brand stuff that like, I just could very easily look up. So the kind of use that I mean, I still did a good job with my assignment. But um, Carnival, I've like read all about it that Carnival brands themselves, their their audience that they I don't know if they target it or just what they typically get is relaxed extrovert and something about family. So I'm a relaxed extrovert that and like that makes a ton of sense to me. And I was like, no wonder I like Carnival is because that that's exactly I'm an extrovert. But I don't always need to be doing something. I, I just, you know, I like to be around people. Um, yeah, there are other audiences like 
families that like to do things together, but they had a more concise way to say it. And then I've been on Royal once. I have another one booked um, at the end of February, um, finally going on Oasis class. I've been waiting because I've been basically waiting for an affordable price. And that's also one of the reasons I love Carnival is they are the most affordable almost always, no matter what, like the same, same basically equivalent cruise, Carnival's beat winning over all of the other brands that are like basically equivalent. And then Norwegian, their thing is all about freestyle. You, you do what you want to do. They've got like exclusive things like the Haven. Carnival does a very like is all about non-exclusivity, which I think they struggled with. Then when they added the uh, the Loft 19 to, to Mardi Gras, um, I kind of see what they did to try to make it not exclusive. But there was definitely some struggle there, I think, for them. So, yeah, I like that everything's accessible to everyone. Um, when they kind of sh when they closed off the Havana outside to people that that bummed me out because I liked I liked that area going like after once it was a, it was originally available after 7 p.m. for everyone mm -hmm. it was just extra hot tubs because they stashed two extra hot tubs down there for Vista class um, which they removed from Mar from Mardi Gras for uh, for Excel class which makes me less sad about not being in Havana but right. sad for people who are. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's affordable. It's, it is fun. I really, they say choose fun. And I, I think that's why I love it so much. There's always something to do. And that's feedback that my friends who have cruised with me have said that have gone on other, other brands. There's like, there's always something to do. So like Royal Caribbean's got their bold stuff. So you've got like bumper cars and you've got the, the flow rider, et cetera, et cetera, these things. And that's only a small part of your day. And then what do you do the rest of the day? Like one of my friends said in five days, she wore, she read a five day cruise to Bermuda on Anthem of the Seas. She read four books. <laughs> like that's a lot. So I, I love trivia. I love the atrium parties back that the carnival does back when um, they still had them pre pandemic. I assume they'll come back when one day. social distancing is not a thing anymore. Yeah. They, yeah. They've been moving them somewhat around the ship, either to the atrium um, on Horizon, they did one of them in Ocean Plaza, which was kind of nice. But yeah, uh, all of that, like, really, that's that's the entertainment that they have. Because I don't really like the theater shows. Like, they're fine. They're nice. But it's just, I want to be doing something a little bit more interactive when I'm cruising. One of, <clears throat> one of the reasons that I started, I became a carnival guy when I started back in the 70s. I didn't have a whole have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> in those days, there wasn't the, the choices you have today. But clearly, Carnival was the bargain. Mm -hmm. And that's why I started on Carnival and I loved it. And I stayed with Carnival for years and years and years. I didn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't even consider going on a, a, a Norwegian or a princess or a Holland America. Now, as I've gotten older and I've, I've started my YouTube channel and that, I've started expanding. I've started, mm -hmm. you know, this broadcast where I, I need to know things about something other than carnival. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I've had to expand my horizons <clears throat> in the, my, my getting back to cruising for the first time in two years, which Monday will be my first cruise, Yay. which is because of the pandemic mm -hmm. number one. And then my health issues, number two, I'm an oxygen user now, and they would not allow oxygen oxygen users on okay. cruise ships 
at first when we started back with the restart. They had more important things to deal with than a fat old guy with oxygen. I understand that. So I had no problem with that. That happened that Royal Caribbean and MSC were the first two lines to allow an oxygen user. So that's who I booked. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the other reason that I booked Royal Caribbean this time was they were given a pretty good deal for solo travelers that I'm a solo traveler. Okay. So that was the other reason. You know, Carnival's still 100% add-on for no. most of theirs, which I fuss at them all the time about. That. I don't think I've ever seen them have, have a better, like, have a discount for, for a yeah. solo cruiser. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you said that uh, I hope I'll learn from, you mentioned that John Heald had said, we're talking to you about the bolt. Yeah. Were you on a cruise with him or did oh, you no. email him and get a comment back from him? How did that come about? No, that was on his Facebook page. Um, I, I think, I think it's just, it, it's a, it's a business, it's a Facebook page, not his personal profile. He uses it for, um, he's the brand ambassador for Carnival. I'm sure you know that, but not everyone does. Um, so he, he's kind of there just to, to field cruisers who have questions, who have like requests, um, so that the problem, so the phone lines where people who can't handle, can't do those things, can't, you know, it, you know it's, it's a, it's actually a night, he's a really great resource that he can answer questions. I'm sure he has staff that are, um, there, there's Jacinta who will sign her name. There's probably more people as well who are ghostwriting for him, but, um, it's just a really good place to get answers that if you're, you're like other people on Facebook are telling you things and you're not sure which one's correct, you go to the source and, and you'll get an accurate, usually accurate answer, um, to the best of, of his ability. He, he, you know, he's only human. People kind of treat him like he's not, <laughs> um, like he, he has access to everything detail about everything, but yeah, he, he's a human too. So I posted, yeah, I posted the question to his page because I was the admin of, oh, it was so sad. The, the, the second time that there were the second original inaugural cruise, which was going to be November 14th, 2019. Right. 2020. 2020. 2020. Um, because it was it was supposed to be earlier in the year in Europe, uh, like they'd done for all pre like most of their previous ships, and then they just weren't on track. And that was pre-pandemic that they weren't on track to be done in time. So they bumped it back to what I had just happened to book as my Mardi Gras cruise. And I was like, I'm gonna be on the inaugural. So I was admin of that Facebook group for just that sailing. So yeah, yeah. When when people were talking about Bolt, I wanted to know the answer because I saw Carnival started saying that it was going to be a nominal fee, and Carnival has a laughable definition of nominal. nominal. Yeah. I've seen in multiple places they use the word nominal. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, it is it, dictionary definition nominal, but not um, slang definition, which is like a very small amount. Uh, like they describe the steakhouse thirty eight dollar fee as being nominal. Is it a good price for a steakhouse meal? Yes. Is it by most people's definition nominal? No. <laughs> so yeah, I asked him what the cost would be for Bolt and he told me it would be $30 for two laps. And so I felt a little bit better that it was two laps. And then once I saw that it was one, I was like, oh, how? <laughs> All right. But my guest, by the way, today is Lauren of all trades. 
Uh, so I'm just tickled pink to have you on, on you. the broadcast. What's ahead for Lauren? What do you have coming up in the future? I am a planner and I have my cruises booked through 2024. Um, yeah. Cause carnival, probably not just carnival, but, um, carnival released like, because nobody was sailing, they started putting more itineraries up for sale. So I am booked, um, in, into 2024. So I've got, I've got a, what do they call it? Side, side by side when it's not actually a back to back. I've yeah. got a, um, I'm going to be on on the oasis of the seas, Royal Caribbean, at the end of the month, and then getting off. I, I intentionally left an extra day in Miami because you never know if the ship's going to get back in time. And then I'm going to be getting on the Conquest Carnival Conquest for their celebration 50th anniversary sailing. Um, excited for that and the fireworks at sea meetup with other ships. Um, so that's, that's this year I'll be on one of the early celebration cruises in the fall slash winter since December, uh, that one I'm bringing a bunch of friends on. So they're all excited to go on a big ship with me because they are, they're, they're very jealous of all the cruises I do. Um, and so well, I, you'll I, have, I, you'll definitely have to come back again Yeah. Uh, after yeah. we get past that one, because that'll yeah. be some more good I'm very stuff. excited for that so. uh yeah then i'm heading back on the horizon because i got a good rate on a havana cabana's balcony room which they keep they kind of change the names havana cabana used to just be the balconies that had the the lanai balcony thing that right. um on on that the havana deck and then people just call, started calling everything havana cabana and carnival just kind of bent to that but yeah one of the the balconies that has like the swing I've been wanting to go have one of those for a very long time. And um, so booking super far in advance. And it was one of the rebooking of one of my many rebooked cruises that got me the $600 bonus that I'm just going to kind of cash out, nice. <laughs> uh, capitalize on that for. So that kind of was factored into that. Um, and I'm going to be on Norwegian Prima. Um, very good. Going from New York to Iceland. Um, oh, awesome. Way. Yeah. What sold me on that one is that they're doing two day stay in the last port, which is in Reykjavik or adjacent to Reykjavik as close as they can get. Um, so I have that like hotel room sort of for, for and get an extra day. Cause it's, it's so hard to, it, it's tough, like having to get back on board and all these ports that you want to see things. So or like like five o'clock usually. So that ex that day where actually we, we get to get back on the ship, go to sleep, wake up, and then have another day in the port um, is is exciting. So yeah. that that kind of sold me on it. Um, also because I like cruising out of New York when I can because I can take the mega bus there. <laughs> I don't right. have to drive or fly. And um, I'm gonna fly one way because it's a one way cruise. And then. And then I'm going to be back on the celebration uh, in 2024. Nice. So those are, yeah, that's what I that's what I've got going on. So I'm hoping to do uh, the Jubilee's first cruise. Yeah, this we don't know what that, that is yet. That I have targeted. Right. Okay. Maybe have an idea, but okay. yeah, has it been uh, announced yet? Yeah, haven't been announced. All right, that's going to wrap me up. I got to get on to the news. 
Lauren, right. I can't thank you enough for being here. This was just wonderful. Thanks um, so much for having me. And we'll definitely stay in touch and do this again. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much, Lauren. We'll see you next time. Bye. That's Lauren of the Trades. What a great interview. And Jason in Pittsburgh, I'm sure you are excited to have somebody that's as carnival oriented as she is, as you are, and as I was when I first was a younger cruiser. All right, guys, I'll be back with today's news after this word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, I'm back with you. And by the way, uh, Lauren, if you can still hear me, if you, you don't have to stick back in the green room through the rest of the broadcast, I will thank you now for being with me today again. Uh, and you can X out that like you, she just did. Okay, so she she figured that one out. That's good. Um, I did have some uh, pictures from uh, our our friends out in the South Pacific that were in Bora Bora. And because of what's going on here in my household today with uh, me being interviewed, uh, I did not get them loaded. I apologize for that. So I'm going to use them on a, another broadcast, uh, either one of the shows tomorrow or uh, perhaps on Monday. I don't know. I will use them, uh, Nikki and Roger, that I promise you. I just didn't get it done today, which was my fault. So, all right. Singapore base. Yeah, we were talking about this, this whole situation numerous times this week, and the stories just keep coming. Singapore-based Pen Peninsula Petroleum has secured an arrest order for Crystal Cruises ship, the Crystal Symphony, over unpaid fuel bills. Peninsula filed a lawsuit seeking the arrest following Genting's Hong Kong announcement that it has filed for liquidation. This uh, They filed in Bermuda court because of their licensing. And they said that the cash will run out by the end of the month. Genting is parent to, or is it Genting? I think it's Genting. Genting is the parent company to Miami-based Crystal Cruises. Peninsula claims $2.1 million in unpaid fuel bills for Crystal Symphony and Crystal Serenity, as well as $1.3 million for Star Cruises, Superstar Libra, another ship in the 
Genting Hong Kong fleet. U.S. District Judge Darren Gales from the federal court in Miami granted the, the arrest warrant on Thursday. Quite obviously, a cruise ship cannot be arrested in the sense of handcuffs, jail time, and court appearances. I was wanting to get on the dock and see how they were going to do that. The ship may be seized, however, and impounded as collateral until such time that the lawsuit is settled and debts are paid. It is possible that when the ship is seized, valuable items on board, such as retail inventory, cash reserves for the casino, may be tallied as partial payment for the outstanding debts. Because the lawsuit and arrest warrant have been issued through a U.S. District Court, federal marshals are rumored to be involved to locate the ship and enforce the orders, though it was not yet confirmed. Crystal Symphony was supposed to uh, get back to Miami today, and they're not. The sailing will end in Bimini, the one that they're currently on, in the Bahamas. So they're ending it there instead of in Miami. Do I smell a little rat in the closet? Are they going to strip as much as they can off the ship over in Bimini before the the officials get there to seize the ship? Anyway, from Bimini, the uh, guests on board will be taken to Resorts World Property and Cruise Pier. From there, passengers will be put on a ferry to Fort Lauderdale to get back to uh, their homes. Once the ferry arrives in Lauderdale, Crystal will provide free ground transportation to Miami and Fort Lauderdale airports, as well as Port Miami for those that are going on other cruises. Or perhaps have the cars parked in the parking facilities. According to reports from passengers on board the ship, the ship was diverted to Bimini and the Bahamas arriving this morning due to, they were told, a non-technical issue with the original debarkation plans. While there was no official explanation given for the diversion, it is likely in response to the arrest warrant, so the ship cannot be immediately seized. Carnival announced yesterday that they're keeping the protocols that's the health protocols until further notice. So that's everything from, you know, all the way through that has been started between the CDC under the old uh, CSO, which has currently been adopted by Carnival and developed further by Carnival. It includes the vaccination requirement for guests 12 and older, pre-cruise testing, indoor mask requirements, the Carnival Line also is working to expand testing capabilities at the terminal for vaccinated passengers, specifically for shorter three- and four-night cruises. Now, they've talked about this before. They've tried it before. They've stopped it a couple times. They're back to where they're going to try to get that going again to help streamline the process for verifying passengers' vaccination status. Carnival Cruise Line is adding the new Embarkation Day pilot program in Port Canaveral called Verify. Starting this Saturday with Mardi Gras, Verify by Dayon is now widely used in the airline industry, allowing Carnival guests to upload proof of vaccination and testing information 
so it can be verified in advance of cruising. This will result in a streamlined embarkation experience at the terminal. Once implemented, vaccinated guests will be able to meet their pre-cruise testing requirement as part of the embarkation process. Once the pilot at Port Canaveral is finished, Carnival has plans to move quickly to implement the program across its fleet. Carnival guests who are currently booked on a cruise departing April 2022 and beyond and are unable to meet the vaccination requirements can contact the cruise line by February 15th to receive a full refund. After that date, all existing bookings will be subject to the normal fare cancellation policies. Little bug in my throat there. Okay. Carnival owned Aida Cruises will focus on just two ships in the Caribbean, resulting in the cancellation of cruises from Aida Luna for the remaining winter season. Aida Luna sailings have been canceled from January 29th to February 26th of 2022. The sailings from the Caribbean to Hamburg in Germany are also canceled, which includes departures from March 6th, March 12th to March 30th. Aida Perla is currently sailing out of Barbados. Aida Diva is currently sailing from Dominican Republic. Reason, no reason was given for Aida Luna's cancellation but I'm assuming it was because of the uh, fact that they're not sailing at 100% capacity. They're still at reduced capacity, which means they're at reduced profit or possibly profit at all, depending on how much they're booking now. You can't tell me that a ship that's at 50% or 60% is making a profit. So they're losing money to sail at 50-60%. So I have a feeling maybe that Aida is looking at their books and thinking, well, we could have three ships losing uh, uh, money or we could have two ships losing the money and cancel a few cruises, which is best. And they decided to go with the two ships losing money rather than three. That's my guess, my take, my not there, not anything formal from Aida. Of course, that's Carnival owned. With the cases of the Omicron variant of COVID continuing to sweep through different communities and ports of call, Royal Caribbean has decided to extend its tightened face mask policy at least through February 14th. This is the second time the policy has been extended since it was first tightened in December. Does that necessarily mean tight over your mask? But it's it doesn't necessarily mean that, although it's leaning that way. In an email sent to book guests and travel partners, Royal Caribbean International has announced the extension of its tightened mask protocols. This means masks will continue to be required at all public areas for all guests that are indoors regardless of the vaccination status. 
unless guests are actively eating or drinking. So if you're indoors, now that's not in your cabin, obviously, but if you're indoors, especially in elevators or bars or restaurants or uh, venues uh, for entertainment, you got to be masked, folks. Don't try to get around it. Accept it. Wear your mask. This includes all vaccinated-only venues. Smoking will continue to be banned in all ships' casinos to ensure mask compliance. Some of us like that. I realize that you guys that smoke don't. When I was smoking all those years, I probably would have been upset about that one too. However... Now, no, not so much. I don't mind. I don't mind the, at all that I'll be walking through casinos without having the clouds of smoke in my face. Carnival Cruise Line has changed itineraries for eight ships, count them, eight, due to the removal of calls in Grand Cayman, Puerto Rico, and Key West. Puerto Rico, primarily because they've changed testing requirements and it's virtually impossible for a ship to land, get passengers off the ship and back on with the requirements that uh, Puerto Rico is requiring from cruise ships now. Grand Cayman and Key West because of their local regulations. The changes are limited to just one sailing for each of the ships listed, the Carnival Horizon, January 30th sailing, uh, remove Grand Cayman. Carnival Sunshine, January 31st sailing, Bimini will be used in place of Nassau. Carnival Pride on February 5th sailing, remove Grand Cayman. Carnival Vista, February 5th sailing, you will be going to Honduras and Belize instead of Jamaica and Grand Cayman. Carnival Glory, February 6th sailing. You'll be going to Honduras and Belize and Cozumel instead of Montego Bay and Grand Cayman. And the Carnival Sunrise, February 7th, just eliminate Grand Cayman. Carnival Liberty, February 7th. Nassau and <clears throat> um, is removed. <clears throat> and Carnival Ecstasy, Bimini and Princess Key instead of Nassau and Freeport. So that's the eight changes by Carnival on eight different ships. So let's go over and see. I did, uh, while I was uh, talking with Lauren, I did see that we were sex bombed again and managed to uh, eliminate the sex bomber. So let's see who's in the chat room. Goodness, I'm getting close to using up the whole hour again, folks. Hot Air Tom is with us. Bora Bora looks so good this morning. Yes, doesn't it? Hi, Nikki. Sorry about the the pictures. She says the sun is just up over there. Sorry, I didn't get them loaded for today. That will be corrected. It's just been a crazy day here with uh, all that's been going on this last couple days in my house. And of course, that craziness will continue on the Freedom of the Seas from Miami, uh, starting on Monday. Uh, by the way, I'm going to do my COVID test. I have my COVID test right here. 
I'm going to do that right after the show today. And that's going to be documented uh, on the uh, podcast, which will appear on uh, New York Times here in the near future. Uh, Nikki says, bon voyage to everybody going on cruises uh, for Monday. That would be Hot Air Tom and me. Uh, Cindy uh, from Dallas. Cindy is uh, uh, Weatherall. She's on a cruise ship now. As a matter of fact, I didn't get a chance to, sh- I was going to steal some of her stuff. I didn't get a chance to do that today either. Hot Air says, I checked in for flight and boarding passes printed. Bags packed, everything fit good. We are flying first class. My bag is overweight at 58 pounds. American Airlines allows 70 pounds for first class. Well, that's very nice hot air. Hot air says, did you figure out what happened to cause your technical difficulties yesterday? Picture today is interesting. Lauren is clear, but chilly, not so much. <clears throat> okay. Yes, I did figure out what happened uh, before, uh, what happened yesterday. Uh, when I was being interviewed before, we were actually in at the dining room table. Um, and my phone kept beeping. And that was disturbing the taping of the interviews, and I turned the phone off. When I turned the phone off, that turned the app off that allows me to change my uh, camera on my phone into a webcam. The webcam is a much better picture than the regular camera on the phone. I did not realize when I tried to turn the phone on that I had to restart the app. I figured that out in about two minutes after the show was over with. But while I was trying to get the show on and panicking, I didn't think through it to give me my technical challenges. So Sonny's with us. Hi, Sonny. Amy's here. Hi, Amy. Good to see you again. Hot Air says, well, that's the first time I heard the price tag for Bolt. Sharon's here. Love Bolt. She got two laps. I paid $15, then an extra $15 for the picture of her doing it. Awesome experience. In total, paid $30. Shaq made amazing, amazing omelets, too. Um, I, I am so looking forward to getting on one of the sh- ships with Shaq's Big Chicken Restaurant. And unfortunately, Carnival is well on down the list of where I'm sailing in the near future. I'll get on a Carnival ship eventually. And when I get through these first five or six months or so into the year that I'm booking, I'm booked heavily on, I'm going to start bargain shopping. And, you know, Carnival has some bargains because I can grab ships that I haven't been on at really good prices. So that's what I'm planning on doing. And I'll catch up with Shaq then. Sharon says it looks like all our shows on Oasis are canceled, including the ice skating, the aqua and cats. Wow, that's sad. Uh, Royal books some comedians, a pianist, a guitar player. Hope it changes. Yeah, that's true too. Chili should sell funnel cakes on Carnival. You know, that's really funny. Uh, 
uh, hot air. At one time, I considered doing that and went as far as to fill out the applications and so forth for Carnival to uh, to be able to get on the ship with a fryer and, and actually sell funnel cakes on board. Um, and unfortunately, uh, they, they would do that and have me give them away free. They wouldn't let me on board to sell them back in those days. They didn't have outside vendors like Shaq's restaurant or uh, Guy's Burger Joint. Those are outside companies that uh, rent the space from Carnival. Back when I first tried to do this, Carnival didn't allow it. So I could have I could have gotten on a ship and had had the equipment and everything and cooked funnel cakes, but I'd have to give them away. I couldn't sell them. So that was yeah. I, I was never that generous with my product. Emily's with us from up in New York. Hey, Emily, good to see you. Great t-shirt there, Chili. Well, thank you very much. Actually, it's a, there's a there's a humor behind me in being in a t-shirt today because I was in a long sleeve shirt because it's cold. Now I have I have gone into that segment of my life where I'm not wearing anything right now that I'm going to be taking on the cruise because I don't want to have to. You know, I've got one load of laundry to do yet, and then I don't want to get anything dirty between now and when I leave here at two o'clock Monday morning. So I had a long sleeve shirt on, which had a liner in it because it's cold here in Virginia. The liner was making noise when I moved that, uh, that, uh, my, my interview interviewer was picking up on her audio. So I had to get rid of the shirt, put on t-shirt. So I didn't sound funny. Uh, as she was interviewing me. So that's the true story on why I'm in a t-shirt today. Uh, let's see, what else we got here? Sharon says, uh, Sharon says, I need a dentist in the Cozumel. Can you, can you message Chili the name of one you'd recommend? Uh, prior pandemic, I had one lined up in Cancun, uh, but with cruise line extending uh, port hours, uh, thinking of Cozumel. Now that wasn't it. Emily's not in Cozumel. That's Elizabeth. Elizabeth on location is now on the Maraviglia. But yes, Sharon, I will send Elizabeth a message about that and see if she has a dentist in Cozumel that you can contact. Uh, it's very possible. Uh, Emily says, I will see. He gets the message. Yeah. She, Cause I think Sharon was thinking that Emily, that you are Elizabeth on location. Um, Sharon says this week, a charter with 4,700 men wearing leather thongs and didn't wear masks uh, were on the ship that she's going on. They delayed our boarding tomorrow two hours so they can sanitize the ship more uh, completely. Uh, Pics of orgies emerged on Twitter. Kind of creepy. Yeah, that would be, I guess. Uh, Most likely our crew will be swapped out for a fresh crew on Monday at Perfect Day at Coco Key. I'm not sure that they'll swap the whole crew out, but they might if they are some of them uh, uh, test positive. Uh, what a great guest you had today. I'm also on the uh, on the New York to Iceland Norwegian Prima Cruise in May of 23. Very good, Amy. You'll have to go up and introduce yourself to Lauren. Said, I saw you on Chili's show. Uh, and Lauren popped in and said, thanks for having me. There you go. Uh, Lauren, Amy uh, will be on the... Uh, uh, on the Prima with you. 
Uh, Nikki says, uh, no worries out in the South Pacific. I'll send more photos and you can use them uh, when and if you wish. Of course, I'm going to use, I'll use every one of them. Um, let's see. Anybody remember the TV show Sequest? Send the Sequest to get the crystal ship and detain it. Yeah, well, that's, that's possible. I'm not just not sure how they're going to do that and how much. And when when will the marshals get to Bimini? I mean, that's not but about 60 miles from Miami. So they jump in a boat and they get over there pretty quickly and they can seize the ship. But I don't know when they found out about that. That's where the they had stashed the cruise ship that they have an arrest warrant for. That's something that we just don't know how they're going to do it. But we'll see. I'm sure that's going to that news will happen eventually. So there's a few more comments on down through here, folks. And unfortunately, I'm about out of time. So, you know, I try to keep things at, to an hour at maximum. I've gone over an hour a couple of times recently because of my interviews. And we're sitting right at an hour right now. So I'm going to bail out and go on with things. I will be back tomorrow for uh, Cruise Amigos with... Uh, Amigo John and Amigo Martin from uh, Manchester, England. I will also be doing the show with Pete and Allison tomorrow evening, although I may not stay for the whole show because I'm leaving at 2 a.m. on Monday morning to be off and gone to Miami. So, uh, but I will be on both shows at least part of the time tomorrow. So, that's going to wrap up the old fat travel guy today. You guys stay safe, wear your mask, stay healthy. Don't do anything dumb because we all want to go on a cruise and hopefully we'll all make, meet real soon on the high seas. This is the old fat travel guy. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.